that I guys we lost connection on Facebook where that. But what point I was making is that one of my biggest turnoff is, is is fake religion, dead religion. But and and the world is sick of it. The world is sick of dead religion. A lot of what the world is mad at is just sick religion. I understand there's those who are persecuting the true true the true Christianity. And I get that. But it's time for the world to be doing exploits. I mean, excuse me, I said that wrong. It's time for the church to be doing exploits. Manifesting the powerful presence and miraculous uh, works of God. Amen. The early church did that. The, 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 the Roman society and the persecution that were going was very corrupt. It was very corrupt. But that did not stop them from preaching Nothing should be stopping us. All right, how are we doing on time? Okay, I know we got a little interesting there. Let me go off on another little uh, talk, talk topic real quick here. Go to me, go with me to uh, Deuteronomy chapter six. Deuteronomy chapter six, beginning verse one. <coughs> Now this is the commandment, of, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess. <coughs> it still goes in with uh, Joshua. But God through Moses is saying, God has get, uh, this is the commandment and the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to, te to teach you. That you may observe them in the land that you're about to possess. I'm trying to get. I'm, I'm trying to make a point here at the beginning of chapter six of Deuteronomy, is that the word of God will teach us the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is not just automatic. We need to be taught the fear of the Lord. Am I making sense? We need to be taught the fear of the Lord. In other words, let me make this point. If you are struggling. In walking in the fear of the Lord, then I have to. I must say, you are struck. You are not spending much time, or enough time, or adequate time in the Word of God. If you're funny, if the Word of God will teach you the fear of the Lord, and you're struggling in the fear of the Lord, then you need to spend more time, adequate time, in the Word of God. It's a daily work. Sometimes we need it moment by moment. I get it. Sometimes when we're going through something, that can be in the, our emotions can be all over the place when we're going through something very tragic. But again, this is a walk. This is a lifestyle. We can learn from the idea of Moses, Joseph, and David, and all of these uh, people. But if we're timid versus being bold, like all of these men and women, then I, the chances are we're not spending much time in the Word of God, in a, in a relationship with God. Let me ask you this. Are you spending more time listening to the news? That is not news in my opinion then you are the Word of God. Where are you getting your information from? Are you getting it from God, the Spirit of God, or are you getting it from news, the world, society? Are you getting it from the bread of sorrows, or are you getting it from Jesus, the bread of life? They didn't have news in Jesus' day, but he got all the information he needed from the Holy Spirit. I'm not anti-news if it was news, but it's not even news anymore. And even if it was news, even if it was decent and honest and whatnot, we need to spend more time in God's Word than we do on the news or any, anything at a 
kind of social media. Jump down to verse 13 real quick. Verse 13 says, You shall fear the Lord your God and serve Him and shall take oaths in His name. We need to fear the Lord. But go back to me in verse 2. I know I'm reading these out of order, but I'm kind of doing it on purpose. And verse 2 says, That you may fear the Lord your God, to keep all of His statutes and His commandments, which I command you, and you and your son and your grandson, and all the days of your life, that your days may be prolonged. God wants us to walk in the fear of the Lord. God wants us to walk into, and spend, have a relationship with the Word of God so that our days may be prolonged. And He wants us to do it all the days of our life so our days may be prolonged. In other words, one of the benefits of walking in the fear of the Lord, one of the benefits of having a relationship with the Word of God is that we, our days are prolonged. Is that, is that clear? Yet, people today, society today, people in the church today, are looking to extend their lives in so, so many different mediums. They will spend money. They will spend thousands of dollars on diets and exercise. And I'm not against diets and exercise in and of themselves. But they'll spend more time and money and energy on diets and exercise than they will the Word of God. Something's wrong. Something has become an item. There's a place for diets. There's a place for exercise. But the spiritual things are more important than the natural things. Paul said to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. In peace. But people are looking for diets and exercise to prolong their life. But the Word of God says walking in the field of the Lord will prolong your life. Go with me. Uh, since we're on this topic of prolonging your life, let me give you a few scriptures. Go with me to Exodus chapter 20. Yes, this is the Ten Commandments. But read verse 12 with me. Exodus 20 verse 12. Says, honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Again, we're talking about the promised land. It's the same language. We didn't switch languages. It is honor your parents, honor your, <coughs> your father and mother, that your days may be long. But you might be saying, Pastor Dave, that's Old Testament. We're in the New Testament. I'm glad you've made that statement. Could go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. You want New Testament? I'll give you New Testament. Start with verse 1. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor. He's, Paul is quoting from Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise that you may be that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. Paul quoted from the Ten Commandments. And he's quoting the promise. The promise of grace is saying that your life will be prolonged if you will honor your parents. For this is right. 
You want more? Okay, let's, let's go to Proverbs chapter 17. We're talking about prolonging our life. Proverbs 17, verse 22. It says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. I've experienced both. A merry heart, and I've experienced a broken spirit. This week, because of something that happened, my heart has been broken. And it dries the bones, believe me. But a merry heart is good like medicine. We need, I just finished a series before this one, walking in the, 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 in the, in the joys, in the joy of the Lord. We need to walk in the joy of the Lord. Church, we should have much joy because of what Christ has done for us. Go with me to Psalm 34. Again, we're talking about our, our life being prolonged. None of these scriptures that we're reading about our life being prolonged is ever mentioned about anything about exercise and diets. Again, I know I don't have there's a place for that. I don't have a wrong for that. There are scriptures talking about food, and there are there are scriptures talking about diets. But when we're talking about prolonging our life, these are scriptures that are being used. Psalm 34, beginning in verse 11. Come, your, your children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Again, we just read this in, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 6, that the fear of the Lord can be taught. We need to be taught the fear of the Lord. God's saying, come to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves short days? That's not what it says. It says, love many days. That he may see good. I don't want you, how many of you, I don't know about you. I just don't, <coughs> I'm not trying to just see many days. I don't want just a long life if it's going to be miserable. But it says, good days. I want a long life, but I want good days. That makes sense? Who wants a long, miserable life? I want a long, good life. Verse 13, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. We've spoken on this. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. <coughs> the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil. They'll cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. Their righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such as have a contract spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. I just said this. But the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all of his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. None of those who trust in him. We're talking about the fear of the Lord being trust. Trusting God. Those who trust him, those who fear him, shall not be condemned. We've already spoken at length in this series from Proverbs chapter 3. That if we talk about trust, and we trust the Lord with all of our heart, when we lean on our own understanding, when we're not wise in our own eyes. How in verse 8 it says that it will, it will prolong our life. Our, our, we will be healthy. The most healthy thing we can do is fear the Lord. None of these scriptures are talking about diets and exercise. And I, again, I don't have a problem with that in and of itself. But that's not what the scripture says. 
The scripture says that our lives are prolonged when we fear the Lord, when we honor His word. Let me just say this. I've heard this about the Japanese. Japanese are known to live long, live long lives. So, and most of the races on the, on the planet, Japanese are known to live long lives. Some people thought it was because of all the fish they eat and, and their diets, going back to diets again. But one thing about the Japanese is that they honor their parents. They honor their parents. They don't loot. They don't do different things that we see in, here in America and in other parts of the world because they honor their elders. They honor one another. They honor them. It's, it's a custom. And their culture honors us. And they live life. This promise that God says is that if you will honor your parents, you will live long life. God, God, His word is not a respecter of the persons. God is a respecter of those who, who trust His word. Now, I'm not saying the Japanese culturally are necessarily just culturally embracing God's word just as a culture. But at the same point in time, there is a promise about honoring, I believe this one, one reason why they're, and this is just my thought, and you can have your thought, but I'm going to have my thought. I'm the one speaking right now. Anyway, it's just, uh, I believe one reason they have long life is because of how they honor one another, and how they honor their elders, and how they honor their parents. Okay, I'm just about out of time. I don't know if I have a, have a little more for next week. And I'll try to tie this all in together. So um, we'll go one more week on this series. I'm going to wrap it up today. I hope I'm making sense this morning. My heart is that we walk in the fear of the Lord. So that our lives can be, can be distinguished to the world. Uh, you know, so many times we've made Christianity our personal walk. And it is a personal walk. Don't get me wrong. We need to have a personal relationship with God. That's where it starts. Jesus had a public ministry, but he had a private time with his Father. It's a personal walk. But if we're not having a personal walk, we will not have a public influence. In the world. But if, you know, if all, but I'm also trying to make a point, if all we're doing about Christianity is so we can have a walk with God, but we're, we're not willing to get our feathers ruffled so we can minister to others, then I have to say, brothers and sisters, we're being selfish. God did not save you just so you can go to heaven and refuse the gospel for those who may accept it. You know, we had a friend a few years back. He went to go get a Subway sandwich. And as he was getting a subway sandwich, and I gotta make a long story short, he just found himself ministering to all kinds of people. He ministered to some ladies in the in the restaurant, probably the server. He ministered to some people on the sidewalk and some other. He was ministering to certain people. He ministered to two cops who were sitting in a cop car, and God gave him a word of knowledge about his marriage being in trouble and, and whatnot. He didn't, and he just ministered to him when the cops started crying. And finally, he met this one guy. I forget. I don't know if it's one of the nearby stores or whatnot. But he was talking with him, and every time he, the, the guy just didn't want him to talk to him. And he was being very, um, I don't know what I think I'm looking for, but just very, almost hostile for him, to him ministering to him. And it sounded like he was not going to make any headway in ministering to this guy. 
because of how standoffish she was towards him trying to just show the love of Christ. So finally he just he just felt the nerve to, to ask him, Do you want to receive Christ? He just cut to the chase. Do you want to receive Christ? And he goes, Yes, I do. He had all he had all the signs on the outward expression, just walk away, move away, and don't do anything. You're already disturbing him. He's already kind of giving you the sign, don't bother me, leave me alone. But he finally just cut to the chase and said, would you like to receive Christ? And he did. And he did receive Christ. Sometimes people think, you know, we, we need to have the Spirit of God. We need to have a relationship with God that would even give us the nerve to do something like that. But we can not be timid in preaching the gospel. But if we don't have a relationship with God, then we will be timid. We need the fear of the Lord will teach us how to be bold and how to to be a light and how to make a difference in our world. We, it can't just be about us. It can't just be about going to go get our Subway sandwich. I'm not saying that we don't have need to have time where we have, but you know, even Jesus had to get away. Jesus had to get away from ministry once in a while to spend time with the Father. And uh, and, 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 and once in a while, so I understand getting away. I I get that. But at the same point in time, I understand uh, he didn't spend his whole life as a monk. He didn't spend his whole life in solitude, in isolation. There was a time for that. There was a time to get refreshed, but there was a time to make, make a difference. And uh, so I hope that makes sense. Lord, teach us to walk in you. Teach us to walk in the fear of the Lord. Lord, I don't know how much I'm communicating this serious. But Lord, I want us to, I want my life to be a lighthouse to a world that needs Jesus, to a world that needs God and Christ. Lord, help us. Those who need refreshing, those who need to be encouraged. I speak encouragement over them. Abashanga na basonga ni ana basiri ana bashongo na bakaka pa basiri ana baso akapashiri ana basonga ni ana basiri. So we just worship you. I magnify you. Lord, I just bless these people. All who are listening, wherever they may be, in the name of Jesus.